Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! And it's the most wonderful time of the year. We're here for another draft special. We couldn't we couldn't wait. We couldn't wait until draft night to talk it through. I'm Sean here with JJ and Ryan. Hello. What's up? Thank you guys for uh doing a, a last minute pre-draft <laughs> part two for uh the 2021 NFL draft. We're here on the Patriots podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. And we're just stoked to talk about everything that's happening in the NFL. It's April 28th right now, Wednesday night. We're recording this the night before the draft. This is supposed to be baseball season or playoff hockey or whatever else. Almost playoff basketball. Almost playoff basketball, yep. But, oh yep. my, I feel like I'm, I'm reading more about the NFL than at any other time of the year right yeah, now. Yeah, especially for a Patriots fan, it's a big one. You know, Patriots just spent all kinds of money, which no one expected them to do back in February. They did that for free agency. As we've said this whole time, the missing link is a quarterback. We're going forward. There's a bunch of quarterbacks. There's there's people on different teams. There's a lot of situations going on, a lot of posturing going on in the top ten. You know, it's it's uh, it's a wild one without having much of a college season or a combine. So pretty good. It feels like an arms race, doesn't it? Like a literal arms race with teams just like literally jockeying to get quarterbacks. And um, obviously, the big one today was Bridgewater moving to uh, Denver. So now they have two guys and sixth um, round pick. Sixth round pick, which has got to lower the bar for quarterback movement. I mean, earlier in the offseason, we saw who was it that moved for like a lot? Stafford. Stafford, right. The Stafford golf thing. It was like. Ridiculous, and not only was it um, assets, it was equal player. You know, not equal player, but you know, a pretty good player. You yeah. get back, and you're still giving up first round picks. So it's like I don't know what the market is at this point for quarterbacks, but it's all over the place. Yeah, yeah, it's all over. It does. It does have the feeling of an arm race, arms race, where you can't even read the specs on the gun that you're buying, or the, you know, the the armament that you're buying, where mm-hmm. it's just like. Uh, how how good is Trey Lance going to be? Well, who the fuck knows? I mean, it it looks like a high school videographer shot his his college football games. And the, by the way, the last one he put he played, he he he's played one game in the last sixteen months. The kid's still twenty years old. So you're you're just watching him play. He was a former one star recruit coming out of high school. Goes to North Dakota State to play play D one double I swear we'll we'll broaden the conversation to cover more people. But Trey Lance, he plays D one double A and all all we're looking at is the film of him at nineteen years old. And that's that's all we have. And there's so many other guys that fit that exact description. Panay Sewell was playing division one college football starting left tackle at Oregon at seventeen years old. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And we haven't seen him play football since he was nineteen. But you make a great point. T- today was some more movement on the quarterback front. We've had so much talk about who were the free agent quarterbacks, and then Dak Prescott goes away, and and, and that gets resolved. Then it's it's all about the draft. Okay, we got five quarterbacks. Could go. Are they going to go one to five? Where's it going to happen? But then mm-hmm. there was this like this other undercurrent of quarterbacks that nobody seemed to be bringing up, and then Sam Darnold gets traded. Um, mm-hmm. We, we all know about Matt Stafford and Carson Wentz. Those went in some of the early stages of the movement. But then it was, okay, Darnold moved, so what happens with Bridgewater? And now Bridgewater moves to Denver. He's in the same quarterback room as Drew Locke. Bridgewater takes a big pay cut. He's getting about the same money as Cam Newton is right now. I think he's yeah. making $3 million from Denver, about 7 from Carolina. Mm-hmm. Who would you rather yeah. have, Cam or Teddy? Teddy. Teddy. Oh, Teddy. By, by far, Teddy. Um, wow! Listen to that. <laughs> I don't see the thing especially is, especially like, for a sixth-round pick. I mean, you could have offered a fifth round, which is essentially nothing for a starting quarterback. I think the other question is, who would you rather have, Drew Locke or, or Teddy? I think that's a lot closer. Um, right. I don't know if they really upgraded their team by doing that, and and Carolina's kind of, you know, um, shouldering the load with that with most of the money they're keeping. They kind of took a hit and. Now they have Donald coming in, I, and I, I just wonder if this takes either team off the quarterback market or if they're both happy with that 
or if they both, you know, they both still want to add, if they they could potentially draft someone. I think Carolina, it seems like they've invested in Darnold um, to the point where I would imagine that's going to be their quarterback for the next couple of years is Darnold. Yeah. Um, Bridgewater, Drew Locke feels more like a competition, you know. Um, would they field three potential quarterbacks? Uh, I don't know, but it's it's gotten very interesting to mm-hmm. see what some of these clubs do at the top of the draft. Yeah, I mean, I think it um, definitely at least takes away their chances of getting probably spending a first rounder on you know one of these top five guys or you know three guys that are going to be left over. I, you know, I could see. Carolina getting somewhere in the later rounds to maybe compete behind Darnold, build him up over the next couple of years. Same thing in Denver, and that all leads us to the uh, current infamous conversation of Jimmy G and what's going to happen with him. Because this whole time, you know, we know San Francisco spent an arm and a leg to move up to three. They're going to get someone. We're hearing it's Mac Jones. We're also hearing it could be Justin Fields. Could be it could be any of the three, but it seems like it's pointing towards Mac Jones, right? So, you know, Jimmy's sitting there with $24 million. They probably don't want to pay him going that going into the season. And the suitors, you know, Carolina was potentially a spot. Denver was definitely a spot for Jimmy. Now it's turning into who, you know, who? Us, maybe Chicago, maybe New Orleans. There's not a whole lot of options out there who are willing to go spend. Uh, and then you might have, you know, I'm hearing a lot about Justin Fields. You know, you look at, you mm-hmm. t- granny, you're talking about game tape, you know, all these quarterbacks. Trey Lance, you haven't nobody seen him play since he was twenty, you know, nineteen years old. And Fields lit it up the past couple of years, and he's mm-hmm. got a lot of game tape. You know, eight games last year, full season the year before, and killed it in that season. Yeah, plays hurt. Unbelievable um, stats. He had yeah. like forty something touchdowns. I think yeah. two or three interceptions. I mean, that's uh, friggin' impressive. You're comparing that to Trey Lance, who you said you can't, you can't even see, fucking watch the film. It's so crazy. right against against like. Basically, top-level competition, too. Yeah. You know? I'm, in. I'm all in on jo- – I'm down for Justin Fields. I've been checking him out the last couple of days. Go for there's, it. There's a lot of rumors going around about Justin Fields. And I feel like there's a lot of misdirection, too. I mean, a Who player knows? like him is usually or, – or for, like, the last couple of years was projected in this draft to be number two. And it was no doubt, you know. And it's <laughs> it's and it's funny. He makes, what, the national championship game or the semifinal. And – after the draft, it's like, where is all this movement coming from? Some people are saying he could potentially drop to 15. I'm like, you're out, you're out of your mind, you know. Um, I don't know how this happens, but uh, I don't know how much more you have to put on tape yeah. for for people to believe in you, you know. Justin Fields is one of two quarterbacks to beat Trevor Lawrence in his entire collegiate career. Sure. That's it. So I mean, it's it's super impressive what he's done. To to go back to the Jimmy Garoppolo point. Uh, Jimmy was rumored to be on the block. Then the 49ers move way up. Then they come out pretty hard and say, Jimmy's going to be on our team. Jimmy's going to be on this team in Mm -hmm. 2021. And then maybe two two weeks before the draft, it it leaks pretty substantially that they want a first-round pick. Well, did Jimmy. you hear what Shanahan said this past week? No, we and don't know if the world's going to end. We don't know we don't. if the world's going to end. It's like, that's the most non-answer like I've ever heard. That's like something I'd say. It's a joke to I, you guys. What do you, I can't guarantee anyone in the world is going to be alive. On that it. means he's gone. The second yeah. he said that, it's like, oh, my God, dude. You like you literally are just stomping all over yourself with those comments. Well, he's, don't say anything. He's sick and tired of answering that question. He is. He, That's that means that, what gone. that answer means. He's basically saying he's gone. There's there's only really a couple options. Everybody knows they're taking a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, there are really three options. Does Jimmy get traded now? Does he get traded at the trade deadline? Or do they let him go next year? Letting him go next year is the worst option for them because they don't get anything back. Uh, and trying to trade him at the trade deadline is going to be really hard because he's got that that no-trade clause and are there going to be any openings where you can send him somewhere that he's going to say yes to. Right now is the best time for them to move on. So I think... It points to that. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, it, I've changed so much in the last few days. I'm now 100% sure they're going to trade Jimmy G and Mac Jones is going to be their starter. Yeah. They're going to take Mac Jones. Like, he's he's very NFL-ready. Is one thing you could say about Mac Jones. He... He could step in and lead 
in offense right now. I don't know how good he'd be, but he's he's ready to play. Um, mm-hmm. Jimmy G, there's like two different camps with Patriots beat writers. And um, I don't know if you saw the Dale Arnold uh, tweet that basically said it's a done deal. Um, and he's really good friends with Don Yee, who is – and actually, I think he was the one to break uh, the Brady leaving um, story. Dale Arnold is really good friends with Don Yee, who is Brady's agent and Jimmy G's agent. Yeah. So, but then there's other guys like um, uh, Bedard. Not Bedard, How that are saying that there's absolutely nothing going on with Jimmy G. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the Niners, like, you know, I don't know why they'd want to pay him that much money. And Jimmy clearly knows, like, okay, his time's – He's. I mean, he's 29. You know, he's not even 30 years old yet. And it's like, your days are numbered here in San Francisco. So I can't see what, unless he, you know, he just wants to sit on a paycheck, which I don't think they're going to, they're going to say, Jimmy, we're just going to cut you. You know, I figure they're going to trade him at the deadline for to wherever they can. But then I also heard, you know, good point where I think it was Philly a few years ago uh, had, they had, they drafted Wentz and they also had, uh, what was his name? Mr. Mediocre. Nick uh, Foles. No, not Nick Foles. Uh, what'd you say, right? I thought it was Foles. Nick Foles. No, no. Uh, Bradford. It's Sam Bradford on oh, there. Oh, Sam Bradford. The they couldn't get anything for him, and then Minnesota Teddy Bridgewater tore his knee up, and they ended up at the trade deadline getting a first rounder for him. It's like uh, <laughs> supply and demand. But I, the, I don't uh, think that's going to happen. Here's so, a Dale Arnold tweet. What I've been told by a reliable source. Patriots are working on a new contract for Jimmy G that could lead to a deal with the 49ers. Same source who correctly told me Tom Brady has signed with the Buccaneers. Doesn't mean it will get done, but they're working on it. Well, yeah. I mean, makes too much sense. I'd love to bring him in and draft a guy. Bring him in, draft fields. Then you're fucking loaded. And you have three quarterbacks and you can cut Cam. You can cut cut Stidham. I'd rather have Cam than Stidham at that point. Yeah. You think Cam's going to be your third string quarterback? No way. No way, dude. <laughs> no. No, we could trade him to San Francisco so they have somebody. I think, gap stopper. I think we probably will end up with Jimmy G. I want Justin Fields, but, I mean, that's that's kind of what I want and what I think is reality. I think the, the, the real question, if we get Jimmy G, is what did we have to give up to get him? And yeah. judging by that Bridgewater move, I'm really really hoping it's it's not anything good you know I, I would say like a third at this point you know what i mean like whereas if you asked me a couple weeks ago i would have been it's like you know what? i'll it's give you a hurt. fucking first at this we, point we said it we all said it we agreed yeah. convinced granny that it would be a first you did desperation yeah yeah but then you see bridgewater the the panthers pay the broncos seven million dollars to give them a sixth round pick to take teddy bridgewater yeah why would they even bother at that point I think they wanted to make Sam Darnold feel comfortable. Oh my god. Which makes me feel like they won't be taking a quarterback. I didn't think they were going to either way. I I've think all... they could take one late, you know. Yeah, like, I've thought that yeah. that they want to move back and try to recoup some of the assets that they had to give up for for Darnold, even though I know most of them are next year, but that's probably where they're going to try to get those assets. Uh so the the Panthers are sitting at 8, the Broncos are at 9. Those are the two teams that made the Bridgewater trade. Are they both out of the quarterback market? And does that mean it's much more likely that one of the top five quarterbacks makes it into double digits and then the Patriots don't have to move up very far to guarantee themselves a shot at one of them? I think so. I, I would think so, but there's other teams out there that could be really aggressive too. Like um, a Washington wouldn't Chicago. surprise me if, if they, you know, sacrificed some picks in the future to move up. Um but I, I think now's not the time to, to rest on your laurels. I, I would a- attack this thing. If I can't get Jimmy G, I'm, I'm being aggressive with those picks. And if i got to give a first round next year to get a Justin Fields, that's fine with me. Um, it's just interesting. There's a lot of teams that need a quarterback. Uh, what is uh, New Orleans going to do? Or, you know, like They're screwed. Yeah. I'm pretty convinced that Chicago is going to be aggressive. I think so too. I think mm-hmm. Chicago's the one. Everything they points have. to it for me. Matt Matt Nagy's been there for what three years. Uh, yeah. Ryan Pace at least three years, maybe even longer. They both are coming off of the Trubisky debacle, 
nothing buys a general manager more time than a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. This they hope, though. yeah, which is why I think they'll they'll have to be really aggressive to move up. It'd be tough. No, I know they're. I, but still, I mean, you have you have. I, I think I agree with you. I think they're going to be one of the more aggressive teams because they have nobody. What do they have? Dalton. They have Dalton and Foles. Oh, they still have Foles. They have two backup quarterbacks. They don't have a starting right. quarterback. Sounds about right for them. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to get Fields. I think um, just his I'm, talent and the fact that every you know he's kind of falling here is pretty good. Uh, I hope we don't have to trade up too high to get him, but I'd trade up and get him and then see where the chips fall with Jimmy G, honestly, because, you know, if uh, San Francisco – wants to play their game and do it when they feel like it until they get the right offer. I mean, if you pick a guy, if you get Justin Fields, you can wait. You can say, all right, we'll, we'll give you a pick for next year. You, after the draft's over, all right, we'll give you a third rounder next year. You want to pick or you, you just want to cut them and see, or see what you can get. Pay your $24 million bucks. Go for uh, it. I would be totally fine with getting Jimmy G, but whereas my desperation was so ridiculous a few weeks ago, was saying he, I'd, I'd give up a first-round pick, I think I've totally changed on that. Just seeing some of these these deals that are happening now, you and the big thing with him, something. the big thing with him is is his injury history. You give up a first round pick, and I mean that that last one didn't even need to happen. That last major injury where he missed the whole season, that was all his fault. And it's just like you're you're not talking know. about last year. You're talking about the knee injury at the sideline. Yeah, a couple of yeah. years ago. Right. Yeah, um, he puts himself in bad positions. So it's not like it's just he's been unlucky, you know. It's 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 becoming a recurring theme with him, and I am interested to see how he, he would do here. But I'm not that interested at the, at the point of giving up a first round pick, and then he gets injured, and we're fucking watching Cam Newton again. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think when we initially came to that conclusion, there was basically everybody was saying the top five quarterbacks are going to be gone by the seventh pick. It was like, mm-hmm. these right. are, no one's going to fall. Where right now, it feels like somebody's going to be in the teens. Somebody is. That's what it feels like right now. I don't know who it's going to be. We still have some uncertainty at number three, who that's going to, who who the Niners are going to take. We think somebody else is going to go around, let's say, six or seven, eight, somewhere in that range. And then maybe somebody drops into the teens. Let me ask you guys a question. If, let's say, for whatever reason, the way things play out, the Patriots are unable to draft one of the top five quarterbacks in the first round. Mm-hmm. Where do they go? Who do okay, they take? Okay, so I was just going to say this. Like, Ryan, you were saying that you wouldn't spend that first rounder on Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. So, so in the in the event that everybody's gone, take by pick 10, right? Like, couldn't move up. Pick 10, everyone's gone. Something goes wrong. People trade up. Crazy stuff happens. I would either – I'd probably – trade that pick the first rounder back a couple spaces and then trade one of the picks we trade back for to the uh the Niners for Jimmy. So like I'd maybe I'd trade some kind of first round pick for Jimmy at that point. If it's like wow, you know, so the door got blown see. off. Yeah, I don't know. I still think it's a lot to give up for someone with But we need that. something. We need something. We do. We do. Yeah. To me right now it's I still think the price is I still think that's a high price to give up. Like, yeah, I know, but if you win, if if it's the difference of saying going twelve and four, ne- or what is it, twelve and five next year, or like another seven and ten season, seven and nine season, it's going to be hard to get trade used for to Drew Lock. You know what I mean? And I'd trade for him too. Go for it. You yeah. know, there's there's other guys I think you could, you could potentially get if you were willing to pay, but I don't think you need to give up a first round pick to get someone that's you know I do it. very average. You know, I would do it if it, if it came down to it. Yeah. Well, I'd ra- I'd rather not. You know, at this point, I see a lot of enticing players out there. Like, uh, God, I would love to have a Justin Fields here. Um, well, that's what I mean. But in the scenario, they're all gone. Well, I think that you can control that. You you can control your destiny. You just have to be aggressive. You know what I mean? Like the days of trading down. I mean, Tom Brady's not walking through that door, man. You need to be aggressive. I think. I think this is the year that Belichick will do it. And by the way, I saw a stat that. Bill Belichick has moved up 27 times and moved down 28 times. And they're not like huge first round move ups, but you, you know what I'm saying? He does move up. He has done it before. Yeah. The point of that stat is that he moves a lot. 
Mm-hmm. He moves all the time. Dave Gettleman never moved down once. Never. Yeah, I'll check the, the opportunity has never presented itself. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. You're going to make it happen. I was listening to a podcast, and they were just berating people for trading up in the draft. And I, I'm like, are, what what stats are you looking at? Because have you looked at the Patriots? I mean, they traded up two picks for Rob Gronkowski. Worked. They traded mm-hmm. up for Chandler Jones. They traded up for Dante Hightower. It's like, it yeah. works sometimes. Well, it yeah. doesn't matter. If you get the guy, who fucking cares? Yeah. If you had to spend extra on somebody, but oh, they ended up being great for ten years. It's like, does anyone give a shit about like the thirty-fifth overall pick you had to trade to get it? Mm-hmm. No, nobody's going back and giving a crap about that. Yeah, I mean, one thing I'll say is, you know, like towards going for it, like making something happen. You know, uh, Rob Kraft spent what like two hundred million dollars this year bringing in all kinds of talent. From all over the place and I know there's this argument that Bill you know is kind of wants to win with a mediocre quarterback or wants to prove that he doesn't need a Tom so Brady stupid, yeah. uh, uh, I don't think Rob Kraft has that in mind right now I don't think he's saying okay yeah we'll spend 200 million dollars and we're gonna make a great team around Cam Newton I just can't see that being like yeah that's fine he's got to be like yeah okay we can spend all this money and then we have to get a quarterback either through the draft or somewhere, you know, trade form somewhere else in the league. Because there's like, what's the point? You know, mm-hmm. it's a business decision. He's always talking about business decisions and, you know, making the right choices to get, you know, he wants to win games. It's like, you saw what happened last year. Nobody can sugarcoat some of that quarterback play. They have to do something or, you know, you're really going to gamble $200 million on, eh, maybe you'll go, maybe you'll break 500. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, back to the question of what else do you want to see them take in the first round? Let's I, maybe, you know, they, they don't take one of the top five quarterbacks. Maybe they address it later. Maybe they, they make a trade. Somehow, otherwise, address the quarterback position. What do you see as the, the next position that they should target with that 15th pick? Uh, for me, I'd go interior defensive line or some kind of uh... – Athletic linebacker. I know a lot of people are talking about receivers. Um, we just signed two. Of course, Edelman left. We have two tight ends there. We have uh, a couple kids that kind of showed some things last year. I, I mean, I, I know there's Harry there. But I'm kind of okay with, with the receiving core right now. I, I'd like to see some kind of interior linebacker that can potentially replace um, uh, Hightower because he's getting old. He's getting a little older. Um, maybe... Um, like a coverage safety to replace McCordy because he's getting older or an interior defensive line. I don't think there's a safety I would want at 15. Um, there's a couple of linebackers that, that jump out to me, Parsons, Davis, um, mm-hmm. not so much Ojalari, but I think he is kind of a Belichick kind of player. Um, uh, Owusu Karamoa is, I just think way too small unless you were to use him, you know, I just I feel like him and Duggar are a little bit redundant yeah. together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I just I, I've been hearing people say corner too, which is I want to see what happens with Gilmore. You know what I mean? I think that that could hinge a lot on what we do. I think if we end up keeping Gilmore, then that's off, off the table. But if if you try to flip him and maybe bring in some more assets, uh, draft assets, then there's a lot of good corners in this draft. Um, Sertain. Mm-hmm. J.C. Horn is a freak. Uh, Newsom from Northwestern. Caleb Farley, if his back checks out, he's got a, he had back surgery. Uh, before the back surgery, they were saying he's a top corner in this draft. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of options yeah. if you don't get a quarterback. You're looking defense exclusively right there, particularly down the middle. Pretty much, yeah. Is, is what yeah. it sounds like. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Definitely defense right up the middle, run stuffers. Um, you know, basically, at least high up. You know, difference maker up the middle, not safety. So inside linebacker, interior D line, maybe you know three four DN type of guy, but uh, definitely got to sure up the interior D line. Cornerback, I'd go. I'd go later cornerback. Uh, I would go receiver if we can't go quarterback. I would try it maybe, depending if you get Jimmy G. Want to give him a nice shiny new weapon? Fine with me. Um, also, I was you know 
one thing I'm thinking about it, especially in the later rounds, because there's so many people that weren't able to play last year. There's going to be a lot of diamonds in the rough, I feel like, this year with just people that just really didn't get a big chance to go out there and do anything this year when this could have been their year, which happens all the time. I mean, you see players blossom all the time in just one year. Um, so there's a bunch of deep, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing some late receivers, some guys cool. that six six that look pretty good. There's a really deep guard draft. I mean, I'm, I was looking at guards, and there's a ton of them, and they're all huge, and they're all good run blockers, which is pretty good. Uh, but that's later stuff, you know. There's a lot of good um, receivers later on in the draft. I, I know it's a little bit top-heavy. I've heard people mention that we could get um, Jalen Waddle. That'd be that'd be a great pick, but he's very small. He's, it doesn't really fit, um, I don't think, what Belichick has done in the past as far as drafting. Um, but he is phenomenal talent i've seen him go as high as like six so it's, it's it'd be a bit of a reach for him to drop to 15 and I, you know i i would say don't move up to take a receiver like that but and he's he had some injuries last year one guy that is really interesting to me is um from north texas and he's going to go later on his name's jalen darden look up this guy's guy's um youtubes or, or his highlights or whatever he is ridiculously elusive. Like, you cannot lay hands on this guy. He, All right. One of his uh, quotes, he's like, making people miss is like waking up and brushing my teeth. That's what yeah. he says. Dude, he's fucking freakishly athletic. Um, he's a lot of fun to watch. It's, it's kind of crazy. Some of these smaller guys, though, um, I don't think he's that small, but some of these smaller guys are starting to go, whereas it used to scare people away so much and and yeah, i feel Tyree like kill changed that yeah tyree kill totally changed that because i remember i was a huge noel divine fan from um west virginia years years ago just this he was such a fucking freak athlete man i was i think he was like five eight and he was like probably like 190 180 somewhere in there but he could make people miss and they they never really gave him a shot in the nfl because he was so small but i feel like in today's nfl they would have they would have definitely found a spot for a guy like that. Yeah, definitely. Jalen Darden, for reference, five foot nine, one seventy five. A little bit okay. smaller guy. Uh, there, yeah. there are charts to to show the height and weight of first round receivers with time, average from each year with time, and they are steadily going down. They're getting shorter. They're getting lighter. Uh, one of the things, one of the guys I really liked last year, KJ Hamler, receiver, came out of Penn State. Oh yeah, he was Nasty. like 172, 175, somewhere in that in that range, and I really liked him. But I, I put him in the second round, I think, because he was small. And where mm -hmm. this year you look at Devonte Smith at 166, six feet, um, and he's he's going to be a first round pick. I have him in the top 20. I think I gave him a 10th overall grade. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think he's going to be the third receiver off the board because I think people are going to be scared unless the Eagles take him at 12. I could see the Eagles taking Devontae Smith over Jalen Waddle at 12. Otherwise, I think everybody else takes Waddle because Waddle's 185, even though he's the only one that had an injury history at, yeah, he's at Alabama. He's shorter. He's, he's faster. He's got a higher top end. Devontae's more of a separation route running receiver. Jalen Waddle is yeah, just look at the title game for those two yeah jalen waddles yards after catch he can catch a screen take it to the house he wins jump balls uh waddle only had like 40 yards in the national title but he, broke, he broke his ankle like two months before oh yeah that. oh right. he wasn't yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to be able to play uh and that that's one of the reasons that teams really like him is because he came back and he's, he's like back. no i want to play it's that it's the converse to some of the other people that decided to opt out uh, where classic football people, can you play through pain? Can you play when, like, how yeah. much do you love it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That reminds me of just a thing that doesn't get said enough, I don't think, is the Big Ten was going to cancel the whole season last year. And they, I don't think they played their first game until October, maybe mid-October. Justin Fields was the number two player on everybody's board for the following draft. He was mm -hmm. already, already a year and a half, two-year starter at Ohio State. I can't remember. But everybody had him super highly ranked. He had nothing to gain by continuing to play college football. And he, like, gathered everyone around and was like, no, we should do this. We should all play. We should make this season happen. And it did. And for some reason, 
he gets knocked for leadership. He gets knocked for like yeah, everything. Love of the game. And I feel like that that's the perfect example of like, no, this dude just wanted to play. And he was mm-hmm. able to corral a bunch of other men in order to get this goal achieved. Uh, that that doesn't go um, that doesn't get said enough. I just want to point out a couple other people that I really like this year. And uh, if anyone's interested, I put my scouting report up on NFLDraftHead.com. But some of the guys that I really like that that jumped out after uh, reviewing some film, Zaven Collins, the yeah, middle linebacker Tulsa. from Tulsa. Tulsa. He's got Belichick yeah. size. He's 6'4", 260, runs a 4'7". Wow, all right. Pretty solid for a middle linebacker. He was a high school quarterback, trans transitioned to tight end, and then became a linebacker two seasons ago. Oh, versatility. Uh, Love it. Yeah, so he's got that quarterback mindset. You can see his instincts on display. He sniffs out screen passes like no one's business. And then he's he's just so grabby. I, and I mean that with the ball carriers. I don't mean in a holding sense. Like, if he gets a, a finger on you, you're going down. He's getting a finger, then it's a whole hand, then it's two hands, then you're going down. He's got the size, he's got the speed, he's got the brain. I think he's outstanding. Nice. Yeah. Where's he projected? I think late first, early second probably projected. I have him in the the mid to early first, the mid first. I have him. I gave him a ninety five, uh, and then a couple other guys, two other people. Tevin Jenkins, right tackle from o- Oklahoma State. He just plays mean. I'm a, such a sucker for offensive linemen that look mm-hmm. like they're trying to hurt people. Not playing illegally, but like it looks like he just wants to destroy people on every play. Yeah. Six six three seventeen. He played a little bit at left tackle. He's a right tackle. He's a right tackle through and through. Old school. Uh, but he'll probably go at the end of round one. I have him in the middle of it. And then also in the middle of round one, I have Gregory Rousseau. I don't know if he goes by Greg, but defensive end, Miami, six seven, two sixty six, had fifteen and a half sacks in twenty nineteen, opted out of twenty twenty. I, I, my comparison is Demarcus Lawrence. He looks exactly like him. They're just, they're like the longest people on the field. He, nobody can get into his body, and he just, he can turn the corner. He can go inside, and when he's rushing against guards, they just have no chance. So those are my guys. There we go. Is there anyone that that jumps out to you as as a, a huge concern and probably a bust, or, or anyone whose injury history scares you? Uh, that's a, a good question. I think Patrick Sertan has a ceiling. I think he's mm-hmm. he's got a really high floor, but it's it's those Alabama cornerbacks. I I just don't know how to read them mm-hmm. that much. Where I still have he's my second quarter cornerback on the board. I have him at the end of the first round, but I like J.C. Horn's upside better. Okay. Uh, another. You had Jamar Chase lower than everybody else. I do. Yeah, I have Devonte Smith, my number one, and then Jalen Waddle, and then. But I still have Jamar Chase as he's like the number nine guy on my board. Mm-hmm. He's number seven on my board. Still, yeah, both Alabama boys over. Yeah, I, th- I think they're just. I think they're better. Okay. It's not that big a deal. Uh, I think Trey Lance is going to be. Uh, I just don't understand the hype. I don't get it. I yeah, think... you know what's weird about Trey Lance is when you look at his numbers, they're they're really pedestrian. It's like 175 yards a game passing, and 68 yards a game rushing, and he runs a lot. He runs the ball like 10 times a game. Um, you would expect better numbers, I I, I think, and I. I know he had like zero interceptions or something like that, and he has a huge arm. There's no doubt about that. He's got, he's got the talent, the physical talent. But it's, it's weird that guys like that become such high prospects. With, Those are usually the busts. Yeah, you know, people that don't perform, they they don't have really the numbers to back up their skill set, and it ends up coming out that like, oh yeah, we're really that good. They yeah. Kinda, Yes. You know, workout workout warriors. Or, right. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, sometimes like that. there are guys that teams talk themselves into when it's like Christian Ponder throws for like sixty one percent in at Florida State and he's six two, two twenty five. He can move around a little bit, but then you're like, Oh, but he comes from a pro style offense and everyone else is from a spread offense. Look, he's already doing what we want him to do. The learning curve's right, right. gonna be nil. And it's like, yeah, but he's not good. Yeah, right, Same right. thing with Jake Locker. You're like, guy's 6'4", 225. He's a bull with the ball. It's like, yeah, but he can't play quarterback. Right, right. right. Yeah, Trey Lance is probably the one of the only one of the top five that I don't know if I would want to touch. It's, I, yeah. It sounds like he's he's knocking his interviews out the park. 
That's what it sounds like. Right, which I don't give a shit about. Well, because you're not in the room. But if yeah, you're well, hiring somebody, you're goddamn well going to be... Yeah, that's great. About you the can interview. talk, but it's like, like you said, like, he really didn't light it up. Yeah. I, am, I feel behind on this year and, like, still trying to catch up as much college as I watch just because guys taking the year off for one reason or another and, you know, um, a lot of teams didn't play. You know, there's a, there's a handful of teams that didn't even fucking have a season. Um, some injuries. I, I think there's three guys that jump out to me as as huge potential. You know, I, I have major concerns about. And number one is Jalen Phillips, defensive end from my, Miami. This is a guy that's already retired a couple years ago from college football because of concussion, multiple concussions. Um, I, I get that he's a good football player. He's He's definitely a, a great prospect, but that's a huge red flag. He's already had concussion problems, and, and you know what I mean? And you're going to use a first-round pick on that guy? I don't know about that. And then the other one, uh, there's two others. Uh, Farley, for obvious reasons, the back surgery. Anytime you're, you're talking about a back, I mean, that's, trust me, I can tell you, and anyone that's had back problems can tell you, it, it's not easy to get rid of back problems. And if you've already had surgery, you know, that's that's a little bit sketchy. Yeah. Uh, the third one, and he's really high on people's boards. Uh, I think too high is Jason away from uh, Penn State. And you look at what he, uh, you know, everything checks out as far as physicals. You know, uh, another one of these guys, a workout warrior, what like four three, forty two inch vertical, um, uh, amazing. But he had zero sacks and he played the whole season, like. I don't understand. Like that, he's not. He didn't produce anything. So right. you're gonna go. What are you basing your, uh, you know, what are you basing you know a first or second round pick on the guy for if he didn't produce at all? Yeah. It's not like he didn't have the opportunity. So yeah, just a couple names that jump out to me. You just hit on a pretty much the the theme for anybody that I think is overrated, which is did they test better or they play better? And right. the, the people that test better, Caleb Farley. Uh, the cornerback or Kyle, I, I can I can't remember. Caleb, Caleb, it yeah. is Caleb, the cornerback yeah. from Virginia Tech. He, he he looks fantastic on a stat sheet. I wasn't that impressed with with the way he played. I thought he played pretty well. I have him in the second round, but mm-hmm. uh, six foot two, one ninety seven, ran a four two eight at his pro day, and people look at that and they go, "Holy shit, he's big and he's fast." Yeah, right, right. That's yeah. it. Uh, well, they, they, some people have called him the best cover corner and. In college, I, I don't know. I don't watch a ton of Virginia Tech, to be honest with you. Um, but back surgery, has that slowed him down? I don't know. Yeah, a lot of questions to be answered there. You mentioned Owe, who had probably the best workout ever for an edge defender. 6'5", 260, oh ran a 4'4". I mean, we 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 were all sitting here going, oh, my God, Jadavian Clowney is 6'6", 265, and he just ran a 4'5", 3. And this, this guy, at almost the exact same height and weight, ran a 4-4 and was jumping over 40 inches with no production with no production Clowney had production you know what I mean like which is why I agree I think Owe is going to get overdrafted I think he's going to wind up in a Giants uniform some way or another (laughs) Rashawn Slater is another guy that keeps creeping up draft boards Rashawn Slater tackle from Northwestern Mm -hmm. and he's got really good feet he's got really short arms Mm -hmm. and I, 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 don't, I don't see him finish plays. I don't see him really being a difference maker. I have him in the second round. I think he's going to go in the top 15. So there, some of those guys I think are a little inflated. I think I think yeah, Darisaw might be a better prospect than, than um, Slater. Um, from everything I've heard, though, people that have watched Slater just say he's an absolute animal. And they, he might kick inside to be a guard, and he could be like a generational guard from what I've heard. Um but some people love him at tackle. I mean, they're talking about him, him going as high as like six or seven. Um, oh. So that's you know, that's a lot of draft capital to invest. Is there any doubt the Chargers need to take a fucking lineman? So like, badly. So badly. I see mocks with people taking him receiver. I'm like, have you watched them? Like, literally, have, have you looked at their offensive line? Forrest Lamp, I think, is the only guy on that team that I, kn- I know who he is. On their offensive line. Their offensive line's garbage. Yeah. You might want to protect that Herbert kid. He seems pretty good. Them and the Bengals. It's like every time I see him, it's, oh, we're going to protect him with receivers. Because no, no one's going to. It's like, yeah. you're, just gonna say <laughs> you're so backwards. Yeah. 
Yeah, every time. Every time. You know what makes a lot of sense to me? Like, oh, we want to match um, Burroughs and, and Chase because they know each other. Um, he's on. He's going to be on his back or injured. He's never going to fucking throw to Chase. And by the way, you can get Sewell in the first round, and you can maybe get Terrence Marshall, who he played with, in the second round. And he knows him, too. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, yeah. h- how well do they know each other? Because Burrow was was with LSU for like a year and a half after he transferred from Ohio State. Good point. How well They know right. each other for, a, granted, a great glimmer of time, but just a glimpse of time. Right. Yeah, exactly. Big point. Um, just a couple other. I mean, obviously, I, I've mentioned the, a couple uh, guys here already. Um, I'm the last one that I really like. I do like Aleem McNeil. I think he's one of the strongest players in the draft. Really good explosiveness. Um, you can probably get him in the second round. Jamin Davis, I think I would rather have him as far as, far as a, like a Patriots need. Um, Jalen Darden, really good receiver. Or, or just crazy explosiveness. And maybe your next slot guy. Um, Kay Johnson, South Dakota State. There's a couple safeties that, that I've been looking at. Um, let's see. Paris Ford from Pittsburgh. Looks like a good player to me. Jacoby Stevens, LSU. Um, and then there's a receiver is probably that had a crazy pro day named uh, Dwayne Eskridge, who was moving up, went to a small school, and um, he's moving up boards like crazy. So I don't know how high he's going to go, but nice little player. Good good points. What? Uh, I just want to talk about running backs for a sec. Mm-hmm. Pretty weak running back class. Headlined by Najee Harris from Alabama, Travis Etienne from Clemson, and then a duo from North Carolina State, Javante Williams and Michael mm-hmm. Carter, I believe is his name. Right. Uh, yeah, Michael Carter. Where do you guys see those guys shaking out? Who you got at the top? Who's at the bottom? Who's not worth bringing in? Uh, I think Travis Etienne is number one for me, but he's I can't see him going any higher than like 25 or something. You go late first. Najee Harris, I mean, he killed it in the playoffs last year. Uh, I think Sam is similar. It's it's so funny. Look, 10 years ago, uh, I sent Rye yeah. an Instagram post of like, what was it, 2009 or something? Yeah, I mean, it's every year. It's every year after, I think, like Darren McFadden, that, that class. Yeah, we're, um, running backs were top 10. There was a top 10 running back almost every year. Almost, not every year, but almost every year. Sometimes multiple. Now there's none. I would never take a running back. I mean, like Saquon is a Saquon little bit different. Was the fr- yeah. But I mean, Saquon's, look at it. I mean, it doesn't work out too well. Well, his rookie year was unbelievable. I mean, he's one of the best running backs in the league. I mean, Gurley was uh, was another guy that went pretty high. It's it's changing because these guys, they, they get used so much in college, I think, that they end up coming into the league pretty banged up. And then it's just... It's hard to last in the NFL as a running back. And, you know, that's pretty evident. You can get them cheaper, and you can find really good backs later on. Um, Javante Williams, I think, is probably the, the my favorite back in this in this draft. I know Najee, Najee Harris would really fit a team like Pittsburgh late. Um, I think Etienne makes a lot of sense for Buffalo if, if he's available. That's a nice, dynamic player to bring in for that offense. That'd be a little scary, to be honest. Um, and then there's a couple guys like Kylan Hill and uh, Puka. I forget Puka's. What's Puka's last name? I forget. But I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Puka. Kansas played at Kansas, so I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, I think we're we're pretty well set at running back, don't you think? Oh I think, yeah. I think the Patriots James are. Yeah. Back. yeah. I would like to see. Uh, you, you guys know Amari Rogers, the, uh, the running or the receiver for Clemson. He's so he's so small, but like height wise, but he's he's a thick guy. I think he's like two fifteen, and he's really elusive. Good good player, smart player, really good receiving player. He's a guy I could see the Patriots bringing in as like a sure, Edelman type, like a utility knife. Um, two fifteen sounds a little Debo Samuel to me. Well, he's 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 short. I don't know. I don't have his height and weight off the off the top of my head, but really a uh, good football player. I think he's probably less than 250. He might be 210. That's good. Stocky. Stocky build and, and elusive. Really good catcher of the ball. 
So we'll pretty, see. Pretty good. One more thing I just want to point out is mm-hmm. at we spent a lot of time talking about the tight end position last time in the first round, but one of the things I want to point out is that the depth at that position in this draft, like non-existent. There's, yeah, not good. There might be two tight ends taken in the first two days of the draft. In like the first hundred picks, it might only be yeah, two be tight ends. Yeah, Fryermuth and, and oh. Pitts, right? Yeah. That's how light. That's why it pays to spend that money in free agency and lock down two tight ends instead of being Absolutely. like, oh, just draft somebody. Well, there's no one to draft. Yeah. Last year was just can't fall in a it, position uh, like last year. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple couple quick names here, late, late round gems. Real swing, you know. Swing for the fences might not get much, but um, positions of need. KJ Britt from Auburn looks all right for a, a later round guy. Played in the SEC, had a, stacked up a bunch of tackles, hand pass rush, nothing special, but you know, late round. Have you guys heard of? Is it Ronaldo Moore from uh, Purdue? No. L- little dude. Oh, Rondell. 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 Yeah. Rondell. Yeah. Uh, top three in forty runs a four three. Oh, uh, Four three three cone and his vert. He's like jumped a forty two point five inch. Dude's incredible like athlete. They five use eight five nine. Yeah. yeah, and he had one like he had a decent. I think he got hurt two years ago. Didn't play much last year with COVID. And the year before that, he had over a thousand yards and killed it. Uh, T.J. Vasher from Texas Tech, big six six dude. Not the mm-hmm. most fluid runner, but makes some freaking circus catches out there. Okay. Yeah. Um, He's kind of lazy, though, work ethic issues, but still, free catches. And then a big, big old boy in the middle, tell, Tyler Shelvin at 6'3", 350. Oh, yeah, dude. LSU? LSU, yeah. Big old run stuffer, opted out last year, was coming on the year before. I think he's the uh, biggest player in the draft. He might be the biggest player in the draft, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he can play, too. So, you know, you're playing playing in the SEC, you can do something. So that would be pretty, pretty funny. Dude, I love the Rondell Moore shout, though. He's a... Uh... They He's a beast. Him. Yeah, and he produces. Um, Purdue kid. For some reason, my wife is a Purdue fan, and I have no idea why. She <laughs> has a Purdue hoodie. I'm like, what are you doing with that? And I forget the quarterback that played there years ago. She was a big fan. Um, Curtis Painter. <laughs> not, it was somebody stupid. Imagine I think that. she just liked him. She like had a crush on him or something. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Rondell Moore is a freak. He's 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 a small guy, but in a slot role. He could be a huge steal. I think we, I think um, he'd probably be a, a second round pick. You think he's going to go that high? Yeah, I do. I think he's okay. got to be in the second round somewhere. Someone's going to get a steal with that. There's kid. a lot of guys listed before him. There's a lot of good slot receivers in this draft. A lot of good smaller guys in this draft, man. Yeah, he's uh, like Schwartz uh... is another one from Auburn. Anthony Schwartz, you're you're an Auburn guy, right, Sean? Yeah, yeah. I just took off my Auburn hat. Yeah, Schwartz, yeah. he can absolutely fly. I'm, yeah. I'm not that impressed Burner. with his receiver ability. War Eagle, Bethel Johnson, line him up. <laughs> Bethel Johnson played at A and M. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> War Eagle, get that. He, dude, he's got Bethel Johnson written all over him, doesn't he? Anthony he, Schwartz. He's got burners, absolute burners. Yeah. I think he he probably ran in the four twos. Dude, I love Bethel. Get him in the game. Bethel, you know? just, Bethel always ran with his like chest out over his toes. It was it was like he was just he was always leaning through the end of a run. Oh, he thought he was being timed. <laughs> yeah, time. exactly. He was such yeah. a track dude. <laughs> he was like football. Where there's a football around here. What is this he thing in my arm? Oh, this, this baton in my arm. Oh yeah. He One more thing. Coach. One more thing I forgot to mention. I don't know what you guys think about this, but you know, uh, Chris Sims gives his little opinion a lot, and you hear him on the radio and mm-hmm. different ESPN shows and stuff, and he thinks that Justin Fields is going to drop to 32. So I just needed to do a shout-out to how dumb of a friggin' take that is. That might be the most ridiculous take I've ever heard. 32 to Tampa. Tampa Bay is going to get him at 32. Dude, I fucking... Some people are crazy, dude. Like, that's never going to happen. I think it's the classic case of... I don't know if he would have anything to do with football if his dad wasn't Phil Simms. I don't know. Sometimes he says good stuff, but that's not... Well, I, I understand. Yes, he is everywhere talking about stuff because that's his job. Mm-hmm. And quarterbacks drop. Quarterbacks drop often into the 20s. And maybe, maybe not to 32. I know Lamar Jackson dropped to 32. I know. But everyone was really worried about Lamar Jackson throwing the ball. Everyone's really worried about Justin Fields throwing the ball. 
He threw 40 touchdowns last the year before last. Uh, look, go I, ahead and his look mechanics up, look up Lamar clean, Jackson's I think he threw in stats. the 30s. Dude, when you watch the ball on, and Justin Fields' pro day come out of his hands, if he has a fucking cannon. Like, no matter how he throws the ball, I know it's not the cleanest thing, he's got an absolute rifle for an arm, you know? So... Also from Ohio State, I like Sean Wade, the corner that that took the year off. Usually, corners from Ohio State end up being pretty fucking good. And I know he he opted out, but he was a high pick. He was a high uh, prospect coming out of uh, high school. He's an interesting player. He could go in day two. That might be. There's so many good corners. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Robinson. It's just a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm All right, excited. Granny, I got it for you. Lamar Jackson in college, his best year was his sophomore year. Looks like he threw 30 TDs and had nine interceptions. Okay. Justin Fields' best year, by comparison, was 41 touchdowns and three interceptions. Okay. I got you. So, I got you. People have have concerns about both. No, I, it's, I, it's very normal for a quarterback to drop a lot further than everyone else thinks. I completely understand that, and I completely agree. I just think for... Him to say the thirty-two to Tampa, I feel like that's pretty outlandish. That yeah, just sounds, that just ridiculous. sounds ridiculous. It's, it's just, like okay, when he drops into the twenty somewhere, someone's going to trade up and get him. Yeah. Too many quarterback needing teams. Yeah, I would uh, not be surprised if if seven quarterbacks went in the first round. <laughs> seven? I'm not, no, I'm not exaggerating. I think that potentially Frask could go in the first round. I, I think that's stupid. I would never do that. But I think. I think Davis Mills could get taken in the first round by a team like Chicago. You know, a lot of buzz around Davis Mills moving up people's boards right now. That's yeah. the Stanford guy, right? Stanford quarterback does have yeah. He's kind of got the whole look based on yeah the frame, projectable. Size. Yeah, high, exactly. Yeah, high high ranked kid coming out of high school. Yeah, he never was a... really got it together at Stanford, but I think that oh boy, imagine if we got him in the first round. He looks he looks like Jimmy Garoppolo on the field. That was my comparison. I think his his yeah. delivery is a little bit more over the top than Jimmy's and didn't have any Jimmy lit it up at Eastern Illinois. Davis Mills did not at Stanford. <laughs> right, exactly. It's not like see when when you when you name like the smaller schools, you you kind of need to light it up there, don't you? Like you need to go absolutely fucking bananas stat-wise. Or you need to be physically impressive like Trey, Lance. Like, Trey like, Lance like yeah like Josh Allen like Ben Roethlisberger was actually he might have lit it up in addition I'm not sure he went to Miami of Ohio right that's not even is that even division two I think that's still division one isn't it it's d1 but it's in the Mac oh, the Mac in the Mac in the Mac in the Mac yeah I could see Davis Mills going day one and uh just to touch on your previous point about Sean Wade, he played slot cornerback and was outstanding, and then they moved to outside cornerback with him after some of the guys graduated. I think Denzel Ward, somebody like that, graduated. They moved him yeah. outside, struggled on the outside. Just plug yeah. him into slot cornerback. It's a starting position on defenses nowadays, and he'll be great. Let him grow. He'll be great. Yeah, let him grow. I love that. I'll be down for that. Yeah. Keep Jonathan Jones and J.C. Jackson on the outside. Trade Gilmore. You know, I like what the Dolphins did, man. Move around, accumulate picks. You know, totally. You wish we would do stuff like that. I just want us to pick good players. I don't care how many picks we have. You can give me two good players if that's all I care about. That's it. Two yeah. starters, two genuine, really good starters. Give a shit how many picks it takes you to get them in the entire draft. That's what you're saying. Pretty give much me nine. Okay. I want nine good starters out of this. I mean, draft. you know, yeah, that's this draft. <laughs> we're getting nobody. Dude, we yeah. gotta get a kicker later on too. We got Folk. We got Folk. For this year, but I don't think that's a... I don't want to draft the guy again, I can tell you that. (laughs) Probably the smart move. Okay, so we are here on the eve of the draft. We're going to wrap this thing up, uh, but before we do, I mean, of of course, we'll be back after the draft next week to recap everything that happened. Before we do, let's make a prediction. You could make... I'm going to make a prediction on who I think the Patriots are going to draft. You guys could, right, just, could just make a bold prediction on what you think is going to happen or who who you think the Pats will wind up with. Okay. I'm I'm going to take I'm going to take the defensive tackle from Alabama, Christian Barmore. I just I, okay. I think Belichick loves defensive tackles. I actually have Levi on Wazerke on on Wazerike defensive on tackle on yeah. from 
from Washington. I have him as my top defensive tackle, but he's only 290 pounds, and Belichick's not going to buy that. Where Barmore's a 310, 6'4", long arms, powerful, powerful guy. I just think he's going to wind up with him. Okay. All right, what do you got? Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go. James buying himself some time. No, I got it. You want me to go first? I'll go first. No. Patriots trade up to number eight. Take Justin Fields. That's that's my prediction. Nice. Okay. I think, uh, yeah, I think the Patriots come away. I've kind of already said it. Patriots either get Fields or Jimmy Garoppolo or both. We're coming away within one of those three scenarios. We get both uh, of we them, get, we get one, or we get the other. If we get Garoppolo, I think we stay put and we take like a... But I wouldn't rule out we draft Fields and get Garoppolo after, like day two. I don't think we're going to carry three quarterbacks, dude. Like that, like a, to that degree where it's Newton, Fields, and Garoppolo. That'd Bring them in. We will be that'd a be powerhouse. The three, that'd be the three... That would be the craziest fucking thing, man. I think... That would be awesome. Exactly. We'd have now. You go. What What has Bill done all offseason? He He's taken positions we had zero options at. And he's jacked them up, juiced them up. To oh, now we have several options. Hey, in two years, Isaiah Wynn is up. Right? He's after after this year. Uh, I don't know. If they, have, they have the option to exercise his fifth year option. I don't know if they have. Right. Right. Which would be for next year. Yeah, it'll be for the following year. Yeah. And then, how long is uh, Trent? He's one under. Year. One year straight up. So I mean, you could be looking at a tackle here too. You know? Oh, I know. Yes, very much. But I think it's a, it's such a deep draft for offensive linemen. It looks like to me. Dude, we could literally do anything. Which, which is like we can always. Do I don't know what the fu- I can't. We get a safety or a cornerback. We get safety or cornerback for the first round. Dude, oh my we'll, god! We're gonna I'm trade gonna down and take a fucking guy you've never heard of. You know, as long as he, if he's a quarterback, I couldn't care less. He'd be a quarterback they found in a different country for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take him. Like, all right. We're getting so excited. European We're getting so football. Do it. Every year I get excited and the Patriots do something I fucking, I just never would have predicted in a million years. So, yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, you, you could look back, you could be uh, disappointed with what happens in the moment, like I was in 2010 when they traded back. On a pick that became Des Bryant, who was my favorite player in that draft. And they yeah. wound up with Devin McCourty, who is still productive right now. Des Bryant's basically not been a good player for four years. And Devin McCourty's got three rings, and Des has yep. nothing. Yeah. I mean, Des was a fun prospect, though. Part returns and Oklahoma State, I believe, right? He was like yep. one of the first guys I ever got super obsessed with. Yeah. He dropped. Yeah, I've had a bunch of guys like that. Fucking uh, Charles Woodson and, yeah. It's 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 tough, man. Remember Peter Wark? That was a guy I fucking loved. You know, he was so nasty in college. But so good. You know, it's gonna be an exciting draft tomorrow. People um, are back in the audience, right? People are there. Yeah, prospects are are gonna be there live. Uh, so we don't have to so deal with everybody at home. Uh, is, it, is it in New York? So they can boo uh, Zach Wilson. <laughs> it's in Cleveland. Cleveland. It's in Cleveland. Oh, uh, Cleveland's picking like twenty sixth. Cleveland's got their worst draft pick in maybe ever, maybe in this incarnation. I know it's so weird when they're, they're not picking in the top five. Yeah, so they're yeah. they're gonna have to wait for their their moment in the sun. But uh, I'm sure Cleveland's always happy to have the spotlight on them when it comes to football. Um, anything else you guys want to cover before we wrap up this draft preview? I think we covered it. We covered it. You heard it here, folks. Uh, first overall pick is gonna be Kyle Wilson. Ah, no. <laughs> Zach Wilson, dude. Zach Kyle Wilson. Wilson. Dude, you love Boise State. I love Boise State. What can I say? Kyle Wilson wasn't even very good in the pros. I'm very I think you get. I think you get Kyle see. Fuller and Corey Fuller, and you get Virginia Tech mixed up. And um, there's, like, there's like six Fullers from Tech, and they all start with a K. Kendall and Kyle. and Kendall, Kyle. Yeah. I think they're brothers, aren't they? Yeah, they're all brothers. They all went to the same place. So they love Frank Beamer. So confusing. What were you going to say, very, James? I'm very intrigued to see what San Francisco actually does at number three. Who do who did they trade up to take? Dude, because I think everyone's freaking out. I don't I know think why that Shanahan's so ballsy. I think he's going to take Mac Jones. I think he is, but I, maybe it's a smokescreen. Maybe who knows? Maybe they take the tackle. Say fuck it. We've been playing on keeping Jimmy G the whole time. 
They just you know they just paid I'm, Trent Williams like a hundred million dollars. I know, tackle. I know they did. I know. I'm just I've been saying. People say like, if Kyle Pitts dropped ten pounds, he could be like Calvin Johnson. I oh, heard someone say that. He should. And it was someone like probably much more profitable, respectable too. It was like a McShay. He'd make way more money doing that. I don't know why he wouldn't do it. That's true. If I mean Calvin Johnson's the best wide receiver prospect ever. Doesn't matter. Receivers make way more than tight ends, anyways. Yeah. You can be a top ten receiver and a number one tight end, and you're get more money as a receiver. Yeah, that's if if he could be that guy. Oh, he could do it. <laughs> he could be Calvin Johnson. Okay, so this guy play, is. No, he could be Calvin Johnson. He could be a top ten receiver. Oh, potentially. I don't know what he's going to do in the NFL, but he's one of these like for his position, like Reggie Reggie Bush type production. Like it's it's silly watching him play. He's fucking always open. He's always open, dude. Always you open. Know? Okay. Well, thank you, guys. I'm even more jacked up for the draft than I already was before we started this episode. I got like five, party. five more guys to look up tonight before we get into it tomorrow. But uh, happy drafting. Happy draft day to, to both of you in advance. And uh, let's oh, yeah. let's hope the Patriots wind up with either Jimmy or Justin Fields or both or Mac Jones or who the heck knows, but some quarterback resolution between please. now and the next time we get on the horn here please yes please. all right merry christmas <laughs> all right talk to you guys later see ya all right. later